to Not Movies. This is a podcast where we get together and we come up with an idea for a movie. Sometimes it's ridiculous. I'll be honest, most of the time they're ridiculous. Yeah. But apparently sometimes they don't need to be. And we're here and I'm Sean. I'm Eric. I'm Summer. I'm producer EJ. <laughs> and I'm Anthony. Yeah. yeah. Welcome, <laughs> guests. We've got uh, two thirds of the Lamayak boys, as they like to be referred to. <laughs> Um, the, the host and producer of Let Me Ask You a Question podcast. Thanks welcome, for having guys. us. This is yes. awesome. Thank you so much. We are very happy to be here. You're welcome. I'm sorry it took so long. <laughs> I oh. was a little disappointed. It's well, all right. It's I, okay. I know, but it, we, we had a long hiatus there. It's hard for us to get together. Right. And to be honest, the, the technology aspect of it kind of intimidated us. So, mm. you know, getting all, getting all of us together has been, uh, you know, a, a challenge, so... But we did it. We overcame. We, we yeah. should make We're a movie here. about it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you guys are on, on the ground floor here. This is like going to blow the doors wide open for like how we could do this podcast now. I love so, it. Yeah, so, it's going to yeah. be great. It's going to change your lives if you're going to get into the Google Hangouts. Ooh, yeah. Google Hangouts. Yeah. And I'm a little jealous. You guys are literally on the ground floor there. You're looking all comfy. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm digging oh, that. Oh, yes. This chair, uh, this was a gift recently, and this is uh, working out really nicely. Eric's got a nice beanbag chair. Yeah. I've got a office desk yeah. chair, and uh, Summer's on the Summer's pile just of lying on the floor some with a dog. With, with a dog. dog. Summer and Andy. Oh, Aww. with a dog. Yeah. I don't even see the. Oh, I see the dog. He's okay, nice. I'm seeing the dog he is now. Not moving. Now yeah. I understand. <laughs> become a part of her. Yeah. yeah, it was like a magic eye for a second. The dog kind of popped out eventually, <laughs> and now I, now I see the dog. <laughs> yeah. Now you can only see the dog. That's the OG. Yeah, exactly. Like Sorry. you can only see my face. You can see, <laughs> <laughs> yes. you can see my. How are my pores? Uh, Beautiful, yes. looking great. Good. Thank you very much. You're the very good. Welcome. The only upside is I don't have to wear pants for this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Me I like either. that. And that's awesome. the only upside. So, what do you guys want to write about or you know talk yeah, about well, today? I'm, I'm, yeah. So that's hmm. my question for you. Ooh. And also, could I, if I could throw uh, throw something in there. Oh, I th- oh. oh did you we can, lose you picture can. there? Um, we are, you know, so we are sort of a movies podcast, too. So I always like to start and ask, like, what's your guys, like, if you have a favorite kind of movie? What's your, are, you, are you movie buffs? Are you, do you have any sort of favorite movies that you like? There was a time when I was a movie buff. I'm, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's actually, I've been bemoaning this for the last mm. two years. I've been kind of getting more and more vocal about the fact that I just don't watch movies anymore. Yeah. I used to do it so much more. There's but so much good TV. There's so much good TV. And it's kind of killing that go out into the cold yep. weather. And I just sit at home now and I'm watching good TV. And it, but it's really sad because I really used to love movies. And now my attention span it's real shitty. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we've gotten, I've gotten so dumb. I mean, not that I was ever smart, but now I'm like dumber than I was. <laughs> I don't know if like attention span and intelligence have that much to do with each other, but. Yeah, uh, maybe not. not it's sure. like Frank the smart goldfish, right? Yeah. Maybe uh-huh. his attention span wasn't great, but he's very smart. <laughs> he's making that movie references. See, I got already. backstories, oh, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Winning some big points uh, here. <laughs> but my favorite, I mean, I, I was obsessed with Amadeus so much, so much wow. that my email address now is still my email address from middle school. And it's based on Mozart's name. Ooh. So there's that. That's how much I like Amadeus. Wow. That is a great film. F. Murray Abraham. Great movie. Great performance. Like one of the all time. I think he won the Oscar for, for that. He did. He should have. Um, that laugh alone. Well, that was uh, oh, John Holmes. Tom Holmes. Tom Holmes. Tom Holmes. Okay. But, uh, but I played Salieri. 
Uh, oh, okay. was, he won I the mean, Oscar? Yeah. Yeah, F. Murray yeah. Abraham won the Oscar because he had to put on the old makeup. You know, yeah. he was sitting there with the old makeup <laughs> yeah. on. And not to mention, he was just talking to a Wait fucking a camera. Hold on. Up was F. Murray face. Abraham? Hang on, hang on. Okay. Sorry. This might Go be ahead. a weird synchronicity thing. Was, oh, I can't wait. We were just watching a movie earlier with, uh, the, it was called Pizza My Heart. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you mentioned that. <laughs> I have, I, I have really no bad. idea what this movie is. All right. And also I, sounds I, like an Oscar I, winner. I kind of <laughs> think F. Murray Abraham might have been one of the actors in it. I would say... I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I would say that you might not be wrong because him and Ben Kingsley have this very common trait where they both do, like, the highest class of movie caliber and then they also will do, like, straight-to-video movies. It doesn't really make any sense to me, but they'll kind of yeah. do anything. Absolutely. There's, F. Yeah. Murray Abraham has done a sea of shit movies, like 13 yeah. Ghosts, <laughs> yeah. which, I mean, maybe you oh love, but it was not a great movie, mm -hmm. I think. No, but yeah, he, I love that movie, He'll just say yes bad. to anything. He also carries his Oscar with him wherever he goes. So really? when he does a play in uh, New York, oh, no. he, wasn't he even carries his guy. Oscar with him. Amen. <laughs> yeah. God bless him. God Smoke bless if you him. got him. I, you know what? I, I think I might. I, I don't know if I could carry that sort of swagger, but I feel like if I was an F. Murray Abraham type, I would totally bring an Oscar around with me. Yeah, I feel like yeah, that, that dude can totally get away with that. You should certainly start describing yourself as an F. Murray Abraham type. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have infinite work. Yes, yes. Um, how about you? Uh, do you have any uh, favorite movies or a genre that's your favorite? Well, I was actually thinking about watching movies with Anthony growing up because yeah. we've known each other forever. And a movie that I know that we've both watched together like a million times would be uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh, yeah. Oh, Love that classic. movie. Great movie. So, yes. like, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of comics. I'm a big fan of all movies, but uh, like everybody, I don't, I don't find time to. Now I watch a movie and I get anxious, I think because I'm either extremely busy and or I have to edit 16 podcasts and or. Uh, <sighs> yeah. So I don't watch a ton of movies now or TV, uh, not to be one of those people, but I want to. Yeah. Um, but uh, Mel Brooks thing, is definitely up there. Like I love all his things. Uh, I I go to comedies more often mm -hmm. now, or like horror. I like really bad horror movies right now. Like I just oh, saw yeah. The Meg pretty recently. Did you guys see The Meg? I did not. No, we haven't. But, but we it seems right up. Y'all were just talking yeah. about it on your show, and we decided it against it decidedly. Right? <laughs> Didn't we decide Whoa. not to see it? I mean, <laughs> it doesn't mean we're never gonna see it. It, it, does, okay. it does seem like, and it literally seemed like our brand. We were literally watching what Deep you Blue Sea right before we came up here. So I mean, like, it, the Meg seems like right. It makes a lot of sense. I don't know. I just remember something like about it turning us off, but I, maybe not. Maybe I can't remember. Maybe it was just It you. should. I mean, it's the worst, <laughs> but it's the best. It is so. It's one of those. It's actually bad enough to be good. Right. It's no, not I mean, one of those that's just bad. The, shark, the last Sharknado movie. Yeah. I would never uh, Birthday. How many were there? Uh, Too uh, many. Enough. The right amount. <laughs> uh, just the right amount. They got it just right, the people in that room. That's yeah. fantastic. But I'll never turn down a shark movie. I don't know where you got that from. Yeah, I don't know. What's maybe uh, maybe I'm thinking of something different. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that, though, about like used to be a movie buff, because I feel very much, even though I love movies, I, I don't nearly go see as much anymore in the theaters. And there was like a period of time as like late 90s early 2000s where i would just go see everything like I would oh just, yeah I would oh see, my like, god period piece dramas <laughs> or like indie movies of in course. theaters but now it's like if it doesn't have like if it's not like a, a event movie 
then I, I, I won't go out and see it. If it's, it's not it's a superhero like, movie? Well, if mean? it's not, if somebody's not punching somebody else and they're not wearing some sort of costume, I, what's the point? <laughs> you don't need to see that. I've been waiting my whole life to see those things in live action, well, so I feel like that's a part of it. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah. No, I'm totally. I remember as a kiddo, when I would go to the movies, I, there were definitely times when I would walk in and all the posters that were there, I had seen them all. And yeah. that. That day is so far gone, and mm-hmm. I am sad about it. I really am sad about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Oscar season, and I don't know if I've seen any of them. They're on tonight, aren't uh, they? I think so. Black Panther, maybe? Did you see that? No. I saw Black Panther. I okay. did see that. I've seen a couple of them. I've I haven't seen, seen all of them, though. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I've seen The Wife. I've seen some random ones, but like, I'm trying to think. I feel like there was something. Oh, I was pissed off because I thought Hereditary was the best movie I saw this year. Horror movie. But it's like kind of like a prestige sort of horror movie. But and it, it got snubbed, I thought, from a lot I, of the awards. You know what? I didn't I didn't hate Hereditary. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> but <laughs> I just thought like the it. end is just one of those things. It's like at the end and that was the turn. And it just made me laugh a lot. But also when I go to horror movies, I uh-huh. go to laugh. So there is that. Like oh, I, I, okay. I just am the creep. I seem like a very creepy individual. <laughs> Normally, so when I'm in the movies, it's even much worse because I sit there and I'm just cackling like a hyena at all the death because it's just it's just so funny. It's over the top. There's nothing wrong. I, I, I definitely think there's nothing wrong with going to see a horror movie to like uh, like a schlocky horror movie can be the most yes. fun thing to go see in the theater. And honestly, that's like an event thing I would do now. That's like, something that I don't go see in the theater because we just do that yeah. at home. That's true. Um, I mean, you can get cool. that stuff at home, too. Oh, well, like the last horror movie in the theater I saw was uh, Quiet Place. Oh, that yeah, was like I, an I enjoyed that. And yeah. I, uh, it was excellent. And so that was that was fun. And I cringed. I remember, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have all three of you seen it. I have not I have seen not. it yet. No, no, oh, my goodness. <laughs> but, but that one's actually I, We all heard seeing. it was good. Yeah, I heard it was good. It, 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 was slipped, yeah. it slipped through because it does seem like something I would have seen by now. But yeah, there was this, there's this, not a spoiler alert. So there's a scene <laughs> where Emily Blunt's going down the stairs <laughs> and there's a nail. And she steps on the nail slowly. Ooh. They just show, ooh, yeah. So oh. my feet kick. I almost did a fucking backflip in the movie thing because I was like, ah! And I was screaming. That was like the best part. But that, talking about movie experiences, you go mm-hmm. in, of course, it's very quiet, that movie. Mm-hmm. And the lights come down and the movie starts. And all I start hearing is, <laughs> like mouth breathing people. And, or, oh. But then it got better. There is sound in the movie, but that, that was definitely part of the experience, mm. being grossed out. <laughs> it's so funny that you say that because we went, so Meredith and I uh, went to the New York Phil on Friday night and, and we, were, we were talking about like rapper sounds because Meredith is really, really sensitive. She is like misophonia, so it's pretty bad. And so I, w- I would love the idea of somebody sitting there and somebody's like unwrapping something, but they just want to be really polite and they can't, they can't have, they don't have the heart to talk to the person, but it just gets worse and worse, like an SNL skit. And I love the <laughs> idea that during like a really quiet part of a symphony, somebody puts both their like feet without socks on, like around their head. <laughs> I just was laughing so hard. I mean, I, I don't, I, I I don't know why. It was just occurred to me as being very funny to think about that at the symphony. But I wonder if somebody would say something or would they let it ride? Because you don't want to be the person that ruins the whole symphony. We could write a movie about it. <laughs> yeah, boom. <laughs> eh? Is this an is, is this a good is this enough of a vehicle? For I mean, a movie? I mean that's kind of a, a I mean, striking opening. You you just uh, that's your opening shot. You see somebody and <laughs> 
and you have to f- figure out where how the how we got there and what happens next. Is it the person? All right. Is it about the person who's being really polite, or about the person that takes their shoes and socks off? That's what, and puts that's them what up you're on here the to chair. help us figure out. Two, two very. Th- I think that we. Have, I think it's about are, both people. Oh, okay. I was gonna say you've got two very different movies. One of them is like if you follow the guy, it could be like a, I don't know. It's almost like a backdoor vehicle for somebody from SNL trying to break into movies, and then like <laughs> yes, uh, like a comedy for like it almost feels like a Martin Short vehicle, like. Back when he was like, <laughs> like the man. Um, but I, I actually also want to know if before we jump into this. Not that I'm against this idea. If there are alternate pitches or anything. Because listen, I, I think it's gold. I think it's all gold. <laughs> um, but do you guys have any? We're like, here. We're we're all about second guessing ourselves here yeah, on not movies. Yeah, we <laughs> love it. Hate ourselves. Uh, no. Uh, so, is there any like ideas that you've had in the back of your mind that you uh, don't mind? them getting out onto the airwaves on a podcast or, that you're not holding on to for your, like, uh, spec script. EJ, do you have something? Hmm. Uh, nothing specific. I always have these little amalgamations of these little su- funny stories that happen. I don't have anything, like, big scope, to be honest. Yeah, um, all right. I mean, right. anything even, like, interest-wise or subject matter? Uh, actually, I, I did. I made a student film in college. Oh, awesome. And it was called Arudio One. And it was about these uh, robot heads that you put on your kids. And then it's basically, now it's like not a big deal because they're cell phones and shit. But basically, it, it's like an entertainment device, VR reality, gets, gets your kids really smart. But uh, they, they go evil. And so all the kids are evil. Mm-hmm. And so uh, essentially, we have to save the world from these little evil robot-headed children. I like that. Mm. It's, 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 it's also like got that nice element of danger of like yeah. your kids are in danger because it's like you know you have to sort of like save them without killing them oh that but i like the cool. possibility that it could be really dark and maybe the kids are lost causes of course i do like dark also i don't want to just remake your movie because it sounds like you already oh, made the movie but uh yeah i i like that i think that's really cool it's a really killer idea did you All have right. any other ideas too I, I have I have an idea for a dark comedy that mm-hmm. would probably be a Christmas thing, but I like the <laughs> I, I have this idea of this person that's lived with it's them and one parent, right? This person grew up extremely sheltered with maybe a very extremely agoraphobic mother or father, <laughs> right? And so they still earnestly believe in Santa Claus. i already like where this is going yeah and so i mean the story is maybe the parent passes away and they have to come to face like what life is actually life like outside of the home because they weren't necessarily agoraphobic but it was inculcated in them from from birth i i like that a lot hmm that's interesting (laughs) I, i think that's a great starting place too um so that could also go along with our our symphony pitch too if he's trying to figure out how to, you know, navigate <laughs> oh, yeah. the world, and and not oh yeah, doing totally. It super that could Absolutely. be our explanation for why he's sitting in a movie theater. It could theater be. I just like mashing over. things together. <laughs> no, I like that because Maybe. he would have no idea how to interact with somebody like that. Or he doesn't know about concert know. etiquette. Yes. Go. Yeah, maybe that's him. He doesn't know to not have his shoes and exactly. socks on. He's just making himself comfortable. Exactly. <laughs> that's great. I like. That's that. what Mama always said. That'd be the name of the movie. Mama always. Said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now here's my next question. Yeah. Uh, it, it's totally okay if the answer is no, but but my question is, is it a movie musical or is it not? 
Uh, I didn't think of it as one, but if you would like to introduce that aspect, <laughs> I, I am like, totally I like down fact, to clown. I feel like the uh, fact that you asked that makes means that you definitely want it to be a movie musical. I mean... Yeah. Come on, hit me. I don't know. I The... the, the People on here might be able to shit out a couple uh, easy Ooh. songs for this episode if we wanted to. <laughs> totally true. Should we make it not a movie music? Can we make it just a musical? Or it has to be movies. This is not movies. All right, it has it's to be a movie. Movie musical. <laughs> no, it has, Got it. Sorry, it has, to, it has to not be a movie. So <laughs> right. it can be, it's a, be a stage a production. Yeah. It could be a, it could, it, it, as long as as long as by the end of the episode we haven't come up with a fully filmed and produced movie. Then we've done our job. Well, I always thought of it as like <laughs> if if these don't so, get as long as these podcasts don't get made into movies at some point, then they are they can stay. And we're not breaking any rules. We're not breaking any rules. Yeah. The second one of some, well, the second Hollywood finds this podcast, we're done. It's over <laughs> because we're sitting on gold. Like yeah, or, I mean, or is it protected because this has been released? I have no idea how that works. Like, is this intellectual property now that it's on the air? I think it would be know. a very interesting legal battle that I would watch a movie about. Really? One, that we, <laughs> one that we might have to take part in someday. <laughs> I mean, yes, the day that you, you three find yourselves in court, I think that's going to be a wild success. Oh, my That'll God. That'll be a good yeah. thing, no oh matter my how God. it goes down. I don't want to be, like, 75 in court talking about, like, Airbud and how no. I stepped on the property yeah. of Airbud by making that episode. That's way more than I... I like oh. committed to and do agreeing to do this. Yeah, Summer doesn't even like doing the podcast now. No, I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I love. I admire your candor. That's amazing. No, I don't. <laughs> but I'm you're a good sport. Honest. You're a good sport. Yeah, I love that. I'm easy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that's how EJ and Gregor Man feel on the Mayak. So <laughs> you know, it's not far off. And that's two out of three. I'm the only person who might enjoy it. It's hard to say. I we don't that. have to get into that now. I told them that I will not travel for this i have to just stay at my house and yeah you've no got commitment. a dog on you yeah gotta have a lap dog yeah uh-huh. it's, part it's of in the rider yeah yeah the yeah. farthest yeah. she's traveled is our porch we did a couple episodes uh-huh. from our porch yep yeah, oh that's lucky. nice that yeah. sounds cozy i like that i mean you do have a nice setup there you got like a studio i mean there's a drum set that's amazing yeah i don't have a drum set well, that's part of the reason we bought our house because uh, so I could have a nice big room. <laughs> they, uh. they, they threw in the drum set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no we here. brought that with the us. Drum, just the also... drum set is structural. That's <laughs> uh, um. why you film Sean and Dave as well in that in that space. Uh huh. Yep. Nice. That's awesome. So this shout out to that podcast, yeah. right? Come on. Yeah. I mean, Dave Trump's a piece of human garbage, but no. yeah, absolutely. No, I, I just I give him. <laughs> I give wow, him, shots fired. Yeah, no, no. It's just a long running thing. We got beef. Uh, basically yeah, because, fuck him. because Sean told me that he was having another podcast during this podcast and I got very territorial. So Dave Trump is a delightful human being that I'm very rude to every time I see him. All right. <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this character, I'm, I'm trying to think of like, is is the whole, I like this whole angle, like the biggest sort of like mystery at the center is this like, could it be that like crisp, the Christmas season is coming and like, is there this sort of looming thing? That Here's he's... kind of let me just let me just put out my thoughts real quick yeah. because they might Get not in be there. here in another minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sort of just thinking of the arc almost as like he's he his his mama always said like mm-hmm. you know at home you're safe at, at home we're safe and she had all these irrational fears about going outside but mm-hmm. but but she instilled in him that when you're home you're safe and. 
And when you're home, you're free. And when you're home, you can do anything. And anything. And and you can eat spaghetti off the floor if you want. <laughs> and you can bang pots and pans. And and you can do pretty much whatever you want because you're home and you're free and you're safe. And then when his mama dies, maybe he has to have some sort. Somebody has to. Some wise old person has to tell him. But the world is your home. You are free. Oh. And then he goes out. And then he oh. has to ride the line of like making himself at home in the world. And then he totally. goes through this journey. And then we're like. He's getting himself into crazy situations, but also maybe it's a better way to live. Right. And, but but I, you, you sort of like brushed over something real quick, but I don't know if this is intentional, but I like it, is this older person that says it, do they know what his situation is? or is I this... think maybe they're a ghost. Maybe it's a ghost. Not where <laughs> not I thought sense. you were going to go at all. At all. I was going to say. I was thinking like the mailman. Like a ghost. ghost yeah, way yeah. Cool. Like they gonna... never left because it was so fun at home. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, I was going to say, like, is this person just saying it to be nice? And they're like, they don't realize that they're basically forming a Molotov cocktail because they're like, Oh, you know, hey, the world's your oyster. The world's your home. And he's like, oh, the world's my home. And so then he leaves the house and starts doing this crazy shit. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, okay. yeah basically. Right. But also, I... he's a ghost. <laughs> okay, well, wait. All right, hold on. Okay, hold the phone. Yeah. So yeah. we got we Sorry, got our whole home uh, dude whose mom... <laughs> actually, first of all, is anybody picturing Anne Ramsey from Throw Mama from the Train as the mother? Because oh, Sean is always, always picturing her, I feel like. I'm not, okay, but great. I didn't even know her name, but I. Uh, that's a great... Yeah, sure. I'm into the concept of that being the mom, right? And so they're, they're, this person's she grown up. She might be up. a little old at this point, but if, if know, she is, I, we'll I, get a, a type she, like her. I believe she has yes. passed away. Then, oh, she's dead. And yeah. Ramsey yeah. types. Yeah. She's the ghost. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be tricky to get her. But we can get somebody like her. Yeah. But I mean, all right, what are we picturing the... First of all, is it a man or a woman that grew up in the household? What are we picturing this so, as? So, can I just mm. say that I've been, while you've been discussing this, picturing the entire time... A mashup of the jerk, Joe Dirt. <laughs> sure. Um, meets. Oh gosh, there was another like oh, blast from the past. Okay. And yeah. with a little bit of like Dick Van Dyke. Oh. So we just need to I throw Waterboy in there too because you said sure, Mama yeah, always yeah, said. Yeah, 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 yeah. We could do a little but Adam Sandler, but especially the jerk. I feel like. Yeah, I really like picture the his jerk. lack of understanding about the world um yeah that's interesting that's a good point that naivete i feel that like naivete. he's yeah, so absolutely. weird to the point where people like are quite like maybe the audience is questioning if he's like an alien because maybe you don't know the backstory well oh, how much story now, now do we know like michael fassbender and it's like extra creepy <laughs> <laughs> well, well if it's michael fassbender it is like oh my god this indie hit like this cult hit that's gonna like it's going to get... No, like, it's got to be a comedy, right? I know. Yeah, I but just like, can't imagine him in a comedy, but that could be really funny. That could be really funny. <laughs> Especially if he doesn't step out of the Fassbender thing and plays it straight. Like, it would be really interesting. Oh, so creepy. Okay, so, all right. I I'm totally on board with that. Since you said... Uh, I'm just going to throw out my, my what I was yeah. picturing there. Since you said SNL people before, I was thinking mm -hmm. um, Bobby Moynihan. Okay, oh, sure. Huh. I mean, I think he's always hilarious, honestly. Um, I think he would be a solid choice, but you know, interesting. Maybe for the mother or for. <laughs> <laughs> I think he could do both. Let's they can, let's do both. Oh, Bobby Moynihan in a wig. And It'll Bobby be really Moynihan. like a Norbit vehicle for him. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. 
I think that he's great. I think that's a great choice. Somebody yeah. like that. All right. So we're picturing a mother and a son. That yes. like basically, um, it's a mother and a son mm-hmm. happening here. Because one of right? the reasons for the mother's phobia is because the husband went outside, never came back. Oh, I love that. I can see that. Good. That's oh, good. God. Yeah, there's so, some grief and coping going on. All right. So okay. So we got the beginning of the movie. Is mm-hmm. these people are living out their very sheltered life together? No, in this I think home. the beginning of the movie is is the, the is he's at the New York Phil and he's got his feet and he's sort of like half figured out life by that point and then we flash back and figure it out okay oh it's done in flashbacks I kind of maybe like 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 at the point where where he is at, at the New York Phil he like hasn't really figured it out but he's kind of been in a rut he's figured it out enough to where he can function in society but he hasn't figured out any sort of real purpose for life maybe mm. okay yeah well, his feet all crisscrossed around his head what do you mean he's functioning in life <laughs> he can get by. He's not getting arrested for it. Uh, okay. What does he? Get weird okay. Yeah. What does he want? Is my question. That's a good question. It's, he wants to yeah. be home again with Mama on the surface. That's what he wants on the surface. Okay. He misses Mama. He but, misses but the day. He needs to. But he understands that death is permanent, right? I mean, like, or is he that far gone that he doesn't? Because if he understands that death is permanent, then he can't be motivated by the fact that his mom is dead and wants her back. Like, he would know enough that, right? He I just, know. I think th- he's looking for the feeling of security that Mama gave yeah. him. Well, then, I, yeah. Because home is where he the heart is, and so he's looking for the other part of his heart. You know, I, maybe it'll be the girl that he meets, that, as it happens to be in all these movies. That's interesting. Um, he could maybe, possibly, a part of the movie could be him trying to replace a mother figure. Like, he's trying to date women, but, like, clearly he's more interested in them being his mother <laughs> than, like, a, a yeah. girlfriend. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying, Okay. All right, so what is the... Do we know... What What exactly does does he want to, to get that concise? Do we know? What, if, what is he... To be normal? Like, does he want to... Or he just wants to go back home? Or, like, is there something... I think he should just want to go back home. Well, he does like, not. I think someone gave him advice to go out and explore the world, and he was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to do that. And then he was mm-hmm. like, wait, I don't know how to go home. And he's literally okay. lost, because he oh, he's never he left his house. He can't find his way <laughs> he home? He literally cannot sort find like his way home. situation? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but sure. <laughs> so he's like, like, it becomes like a grifter. Situation? Yeah, 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 like Homeward Bound. <laughs> There's yeah, a lot yeah, of 90s yeah, yeah. movies about that. I like it, though. Um, what do you think about that? What do you think about that? I kind of oh, like uh, it more happening on more and more metaphet- metaphorical level than no, literal, yeah. but I'm okay with it. <laughs> I don't really care. Well, as, as the guest, I think the guests definitely. We we always sort of sway. What, we'll whichever. defer to you. Yeah. Yes. I, I I'm totally down for him being like an itinerant. Like he has no idea about life anymore. He goes out to try. I mean, basically, he's thrust into a situation. Mm-hmm. Mom perishes, and he's got a. He's he needs. He knows he needs to leave because like his food supply is gone. <laughs> it's like he has to leave the house now, right? right? And so he's out in the world, and he, I'm fine with him literally not knowing how to get back. But mm-hmm. I do want to know, does, does he have a desire to become normal? Like, does he see society, or has he known about society ever? Or is his, oh, his yeah, desire... Oh, yeah, they had TV. Okay. Okay, so maybe he hmm. always wanted to explore what it was like on the outside. Hmm. Maybe it's some sort of a windfall. But he just felt kind of he had like a Stockholm Syndrome with mom, you know? Yeah. And I'm also wondering, is he... This might change your character a little bit, but is he... Uh, raised partially by pop culture, so he 
interacts with the world outside of him, taught by yes. movies, taught by television. Yeah, like he confuses yes. eras and stuff, and he he sees you know he watches Growing Pains and Saved by the Bell in the same. Yes, I just hope it's all been very just... infantilizing. Like everything he yeah. is allowed to watch is not PG thirteen. You know, that's, it's, that's right. too much. That's excellent. That is yeah. excellent. Um, yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't even know, I think, what, like, foul language like is. Like what a boob is. Definitely not. He yes. You know, <laughs> I don't know what bath time is like in his house. Oh, it's yeah. Like the, like, it's like Bobby a, Bust, a Buster Blue thing from <laughs> yeah. the Developer. Uh, it's kind of like Pete Holmes and Crashing. Oh, you I love that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that kind of situation. But maybe yeah. not deeply not... religious. I don't know. Mm. But definitely super sheltered. Just, yeah. yeah. I, th- I like the idea. I think maybe that we're honing in on is just sort of like, yeah, as you said, it's like infantile. It hasn't sort of like, he's not grown up so, past a certain point. So what are some yes. other funny situations we can find him in? I kind of was, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was thinking the, some of the TV shows that he could watch, like Happy Days. He's like a big fan of the Fonz. Oh, and so he, like, he, he tries to start jukeboxes, but he just ends up like punching and breaking, <laughs> breaking stuff. It. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that'd be a fun one or something like that. Also, like, like he tries to do that getting on a bus. He punches it and he, or, you know, things, things of that nature. That's a great on, on running thing. I think like the whole Fonz. And he has a big dumb smile on his face every time he punches something. Like mm-hmm. he's so sure it's going to start. Or like, you know, even what he deems or, or views as cool would be like the Fonz, which is so already out, so outdated. So I, I'm also interested in like how the world, either the world of this movie kind of like folds around him and allows him through like, is it a, is it a heightened reality where through coincidence, like a comedy where coincidence actually manages sort of like Mr. Magoo to carry him through <laughs> safely and guide mm-hmm. him through and like things are falling into place and sort of... I feel like he needs that I think that they luck. sort of have to. Yeah, I could say, yeah. I think there has to be some luck for him, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's like, like you ever uh, see Being There with Peter Sellers? Love that movie, yeah. Yeah, it's Being There. It's like he... Oh, he, great. Yeah. In, in some ways... I so mean, he's like kind of walking through life and all these happenstances occur, but he's absolutely batshit. But the people around him kind of kind of give it credence. I, it's 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 so I see, Sean, you you, you haven't seen being there, right? Nope. OK, so I, would, I believe you. I believe this, you. This is not a um, <laughs> like great comparison to being there. But I was also thinking of the way that um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, especially like the, the, the relationship yes. that Pee Wee has. I love that movie. Um the the relationship the his town but also the world of like uh, like kind of random like you know st- strangers that come across Pee-wee's path they eventually sort of kind of become like you know caring for him or kind of get charmed into loving him in a certain way um but like his magic kind of like spreads wherever he goes um and i'm not saying that that's for this i mean i think i can apply a little bit like i said i think it has to sure in, sure in, yeah in some yeah way. I'm I was thinking that scene too, the biker scene. I was hoping that there'd be something like that, where like oh, our yeah. character goes somewhere and plays tequila to try to dis- diffuse the situation, <laughs> oh, but yeah. completely backfires on him for some reason. <laughs> yeah, well, for the obvious reason, I, I guess. I think okay. maybe this guy. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, okay. For I, I still, I'm still, I'm sorry, I'm hung up on it, but I'm still hung up on his desire. What, like, is, what is his basic want? No, that's and I, that's I, like I think what if it? Yeah. What if it is? What if it's something like he wants to meet his, one of his heroes from the TV, but it's something that's like either out of date or doesn't exist anymore? But he's earnestly going through life trying to find like his goal. I mean, is Henry Winkler is an obvious. 
choice. Yeah, yeah, let's get Henry Winkler in there. I love it. He wants to meet the Fonz, the yes. epitome of cool. Yes, he is the epitome of cool. <laughs> or no, and, yeah, maybe he doesn't want to meet Henry Winkler. Maybe he wants to meet the Fonz. Mm, yes. The Fonz, I like it. Uh, the Fonz would know sure. what to do if his mom died. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, according to this guy, like the Fonz has the answer to everything. Um, and to and I just can't get this jukebox trick right. He's got to teach me this jukebox trick. <laughs> <laughs> He's smashing jukeboxes coast to coast. <laughs> Mama, you're my everything. You provide me with so much. Food, clothes, shelter, love, and care, all with a tender touch. You comb my hair, brush my teeth, Massage me till I squeal You say a mother's duty Is to keep her son like veal And when you're finished preening me You'll turn the TV on And have me sit between your legs While panting for the fawns Happy days indeed Oh, mama, oh, mama, oh, mama. Mama, mama, please wake up. Tell me it's not true. Mama, mama, please return to your normal grayish hue. Mama, mama, I feel a void in my belly. The only one who can save me now is Arthur Fonzarelli. When I meet the Fonz, it's like I'll start anew. He won't sit with me and hold my hand while going number two. When I meet the Fonz, he'll teach me to tie my shoes. I know he's the coolest And he'll always be my friend When I meet the Fonz This sad chapter will finally end When I meet the Fonz I hope that he'll conclude Instead of baby burden it To let me chew my own food When I meet the Maybe he'll let me pick my own clothes I'll be swapping leather jackets for mom's hand-me-down pantyhose We all know he's the coolest I'll be just like him, you see When I meet the Fonz I'll show him the all-new me All I need is my brawn To punch jukeboxes agoraphobic, incestuous son of a monster again, I'll say, sit on it,
this. All right, yeah. so uh, he's out in the world now. He really wants to meet the Fonz. This is his goal, is mm -hmm. to find the Fonz somewhere. Mm -hmm. So it becomes kind of like a journey movie. Yes, a yeah, road I think trip Maybe movie. at some point he wanders through like a Comic-Con and he sees all these <laughs> characters that he's familiar with, but yeah. look a little different. Maybe yeah. he sees a uh, you know, version of the Fonz, but he's it's not really him. Yeah. Okay, all right, I love it. Does That's he... just one now, little I... wandering that he can go mm -hmm. on. My next question would be, how does he meet do you somebody only like work a fairy in godmother? What was that? I said, do you only work in questions? <laughs> I do. I do. Okay, you're so on brand. That's great. It's, it's I great. am. It's great. I am. It's how I figure out anything in my life. Is just keep asking questions and somebody has the answer. Somebody out there always That's has the answer. Strategy. I feel good about it. Yeah. Do they I mean, email you guys? Because they don't get back to us usually. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so does yeah. he meet somebody like who ushers him through like who is his who 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 gets him across the river sticks like Sharon or whatever the That's, fuck his name is I yeah. think he keeps meeting people along his well, journey I kind of think that the okay. the, 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 the the I'm a little torn because I think the comic-con thing is kind of helpful um, but I'm not quite certain that you're going to run into like a lot of happy days cosplayers at comic-con but that's going to be us for sure at the next comic-con <laughs> yeah i come in addressed in like a sweater I'm, I'm potsy but nobody knows it's like i'm just a guy in khakis and a sweater um oh you're gonna be the bell of the ball <laughs> um but like if he gets like a paraded in a group of people that are that like there's a there's a m comedy of errors there's a misunderstanding uh, uh miscommunication and he gets like grouped in with a bunch of people in costume going somewhere and he gets on a bus i like and that then idea. that's like kind of the building block maybe i think that's got it's that that's a nice way to get him like a, a long way of his, oh, yeah yeah a, a nice hmm. maybe he's learning from a fonzie fonzie impersonator comic-con dresser that the actors are this is a very thing. very niche and as he's being <laughs> taught this he's being swept away by the conversation and into the bus thing so he's talking to the fake fonzie and then that's when he learns that there's a real fonzie and how to find him <laughs> oh i love this okay. and so he believes in yeah, okay. he, he really just believes in fonzie right he does want to meet fonzie sure. not henry winkler yeah he believes in fonzie. <laughs> Even I love though it. he's been taught about it's actors and that henry winkler is a person but he he gets got to learn the trick yeah, maybe he just doesn't understand the distinction, or maybe Mama always shut it off at the credits. You know, <laughs> yeah, there's no credits. You learn every, you can learn everything from these people. Everything you need to know is in Happy Days. Right, Ma Mama. Maybe that's really what he's looking for. Maybe he thinks on the surface he's looking for Fonzie, but deep down he's just looking for those Happy Days again. Oh yeah! Oh, absolutely! Nice. All right, so he meets a, a he meets a Fonzie impersonator. <laughs> who yes. kind of uh, ushers him through the real world and like they, it becomes like a little bit of a buddy comedy like they're hanging out together mm -hmm. they're doing stuff together but he knows he knows this guy's not the real thing yeah <laughs> who do you think should play him? something off <laughs> oh, and I hope the guy, I hope the impersonator is like a filthy pervert. Like, oh. so, like, like not really like the, like Fonzie, like just so much more disgusting in real life. Like sure. some version of like Andy Kaufman doing, what was the Tony, what was the name Tony of that character? Clifton. Yes, Tony exactly. I, I think it'd also be funny too, to like from the, the Fonz, the impersonator's perspective, like he he just thinks this guy's like being funny or ironic, but every every five every fifth sentence that comes out of his mouth is like, well, Mama always said, blah, blah, and he's like, oh, this guy's kind of weird. But he doesn't like fully. He's it starts to eventually seep in 
that like this guy is like there's something wrong with him because he's <laughs> maybe so self-absorbed that it's not like doesn't sink in how weird yeah. he is. It, if, it doesn't become obvious for until yeah, like, I think that's, that's until it's too that's late. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah Kevin definitely. Hart could play the. Uh, the Fonzie impersonator? What? Kevin Hart? Yeah, do you think he could play the Fonzie no. impersonator? No. Oh, I yes, mean... please. Who do you think <laughs> would know. be better than He's Kevin Hart? He's too in right Kevin, now. Ke- I, I, I think Kevin Hart's in a little rough patch right now, too. I uh, think that... You yeah. know what? I, I don't know. I don't think... That, I don't know. I don't think he is. Uh-oh, sidebar. How about <laughs> Steve Buscemi? I think he'd be a really funny Oh, yeah. oh my Let's God. do him. Good too. His yeah. wife just died. Let's pick him. I love Steve Buscemi. Oh so yeah, we're all gonna behind be the Steve fo- oh, He's gonna be the Fonzie impersonator yes. that uh-huh. he thinks he's the real Fonzie uh-huh. at first. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, what's gonna you make our character know? It'll be perfect. You suggested Kevin Hart as the Fonzie impersonator, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Which I still have a soft spot for. So I'm not, I'm not not into it. But I like Steve Buscemi. But I do like the idea that the, he sees Steve Buscemi like just wearing a leather coat from afar, and he's like, he actually, but he is doing a fun. The impersonation. He's like the only person in the world coming to Comic Con doing a Fonzie. It does make more sense that Steve Buscemi would I, be doing a yeah, totally. Fonzie <laughs> Maybe he's not a Fonzie impersonator and he's just a guy in a leather jacket and he just sees him bang on something. He's got and the he Fonzie magic. And he's like, Fonzie? Fonzie? Yeah. Fonzie? Well, that's where we learn that you said like he's a scumbag, he's a grifter. Maybe he's banging on uh, one of the cash boxes oh, that yeah. he bangs on and he's trying to steal the money. Okay. This, yeah. Oh, I, I love it. He's. Yes, he's and totally all, just all coming a, together. And then some stupid kid favorite. calls him Fonzie, and he's like, yeah, I can roll with this. So, yeah, yeah, so this guy's down. literally like a, a crook that's stealing money. Yeah, he's a con which man. Which I love, because it already kind of feels like the uh, the sort of like crossing paths with this person in a sort of Pee Wee Herman way. It, it's sort of like yeah. something that would have happened in like a Herm, Pee Wee Herman story. I like that a lot. Oh, this is great. So he kind of gets embroiled with this asshole. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and and they're kind of getting through life with his being so innocent. And this guy but I, knowing yeah. that he can get this idiot to do his bidding. But right? he's also oh, yeah. teaching him le- le- lessons along yes. the way. Yes, yeah. 100%. Yeah. What it's kind of life fun. lessons would he teach him? You don't put uh, your dirty feet up on your head at the symphony. You don't. <laughs> Wait, you this don't, guy's hanging out at symphony. You don't put your whole mouth on the water fountain. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. I, I was um, thinking more like hooker etiquette, but I, 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 oh, okay, I'm okay. into that. What are some hooker oh, etiquette? Which, which, by the way, he's still a virgin up until this point. Hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Right. How's so, wall is to wall virgin. Do we? Does he? Does he? You know, lose his virginity in this movie? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Steve Buscemi definitely gets okay. a blade. To Kevin Hart. <laughs> to Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely Kevin Hart. Uh, I like where this is going. All right, so they're so they're grifting together. All right. Yeah, he teaches. But he doesn't know he's grifting. Yeah, he doesn't know. Yeah, he doesn't know he's grifting. He thinks that this guy is going to take him to the real Fonz, right? Is that the idea? Yeah. Well, I, I know that at first he thought he was the Fonz. Right, but then a, he's explained but, to him that about yeah, actors, right. and he's like, "You need to find Henry Winkler. You're looking for Henry Winkler, not okay. the Fonz." And yeah, then, and good. then he he's Great. you know trying to. I'm gonna take you to I'll, Hollywood. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, take I'll, you to I'll Hollywood, take... and we're gonna go meet Henry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great Steve Buscemi. That, yeah. Well, this is Steve Buscemi playing a grifter. Okay. Yeah. So all right, they, yeah. Eventually, uh, now that they're traveling together, are they like? 
Are they riding the rails? Do they have like bindles over their shoulder? Mm. <laughs> like with the buses, like, Greyhound buses. I am a fan of a, a bindle. Bus. I am. Bindle? But 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 I mean, I can see either. I can see either. Uh, you know, <laughs> maybe a combination of both. Wait, wait, wait. How can they grift their way across the country? Maybe they have a grift at like at the the car rental place and they go in and and he has just a a scam that he runs where he says his car he picks up he searches through the garbage of a of the the car rental place and finds a receipt and says i rented this car and it had you know it smelled like fish farts and <laughs> and i want my money back and then he takes it to a place across town and they give him a free voucher and he he takes a rental car and they can okay. zip to their next yeah. location yeah and, like, there's a whole bunch of, I mean, like, there's a, a lot of potential for, like, a whole bunch of different, like, cra- for them to get in a whole bunch of different crazy shit, like, across the way. I think they yeah, should be I in think, a greyhound at some point, too. I think Love. it has to end up something like, in my mind, what's mm-hmm. happening is they're going across the country, right? Yeah. And they, luckily, the guy, Steve Buscemi, right? Yes. He, he has an idea for, like, a big heist or something, but it happens to be in L.A., right? And uh-huh. so... And that's where they're going to go anyways. And he knows that this naive person can help him somehow. And it's going to be, of course, like the the drama is going to lead to the point where maybe he meets Henry Winkler or something. But really what happens is he realizes his only friend was such a phony, you know, of course. Yeah. And so, yeah, and it's going to be some kind of a big letdown because Steve Buscemi was, was, was waiting for Bobby Moynihan <laughs> to, like, help him, like, rob a bank or something. And then, you know, it all falls apart. Like, something like that is getting them there to L.A. to meet what Henry if there's, Winkler. What if there's some serendipitous thing where the plan was to steal something from Henry Winkler the whole time? Yeah, oh, say, or assassinate Henry Winkler or something like that even. And then yeah, so then say. that happens. And then Bobby's really sad because he realizes what he did. Uh, Henry Winkler's mad at him. But then to <laughs> redeem... Like the the, the, the the turnaround mm-hmm. is that Buscemi finally is like returns whatever he stole because he realizes that that friendship is more important than the heist. Oh, oh I love it. Oh, wait, hold on. All right, get this. Get get a load of this. I love, <laughs> I love what He's you're doing. He's got it all wrapped up. Yep. L- love He's what got you're the doing bow. here. But what if Steve Buscemi, right, is a, fo- is, a, is a Fonzie impersonator because he is actually obsessed creepily with Henry Winkler and he wants to fucking kidnap him. And he met the only other person in the world that like that wants to meet Henry Winkler. And he has a, Henry Winkler has a restraining order ag- against Steve oh! Buscemi. So he's got to use the fucking naive Bobby Moynihan to get in there like, like it's no talent. Like a sleeper cell almost. Yeah, and fucking steal Steve, and steal Henry Winkler. So this who stole Henry Winkler? This oh another name for the movie. Genres like what three times? I want every time it jumps like this for like the feeling to be completely different. Like you you switch to a different movie, but it's all the same characters, yeah. all the same actors. I love that. Like once we realize he's creepy, too. it's yeah. just real dark then. Okay, yeah. So only part yeah, of it's I, amazing. I, 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 when you were going with the yeah. L.A. shootout, I or I didn't you didn't say shootout. I just put that in my head. No, there's oh, going to be a shootout. L- you went to LA with the like bank heist. I was like, oh shit! What if this t- thing turns into heat? Like when that see- you ever see heat? <laughs> oh uh, yeah, and, and they like, came that- out. Oh my god! When they're in the like, it's like broad daylight in the middle of the day, and they're like shooting those like AK, you know, oh, AKs yeah. in the middle Absolutely. of the street. I was like, oh, fuck, what if Bobby Moynihan and Steve Buscemi are doing that in this movie? But we don't have to go there. <laughs> but I was just for that, that too. in my head. Um, Does one of them die? <laughs> Henry Winkler could die. In Bobby, <laughs> no, no, in, no. In one Bobby Moynihan's have... arms, he could die. Oh, no. I think one of the like, two has to sack... Samuel Barber. 
I think one of the two has to sacrifice themselves to save Henry Winkler. Yeah, yes, I think so too. I think it's too, I really too much of a bummer if Henry Steve Winkler. Well, I do have one thing about that. If if Henry if Henry Winkler's not the one who goes, what happens to Bobby Moynihan? Like he needs a caretaker still. Like does I don't no I don't, he's figured it out by this point. Yeah, I he's think the idea this whole is that he learns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, can we have Bobby Moynihan and Steve Buscemi both just calling each other the Fonz the whole movie? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I, it could be one of those things where uh, where where Henry Winkler plays like an asshole version of himself, and is like like you meet like you think that he's beyond Happy Days, but he has all of his like backstage people. His whole team call him the Fonz. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, definitely. Nice. Um, all right, do we have a movie? I think that's about. That's are we well, have a not movie. So does but what, does Steve Buscemi. Yeah, yeah. Are you? I does don't ask die? questions. What Steve Buscemi dies. Me about? <laughs> what? Steve Buscemi dies. Well, no. Does Steve? So does Steve Buscemi kidnaps him successfully? Correct. Yeah. And then Bobby Moynihan's trying to save him. Yeah, we, we weren't very clear on that. No, no, no. I, th- I think what they do it together is that Steve Buscemi uh, okay. can't get near him. So right. he, he inadvertently has Bobby Moynihan kidnap Henry Winkler, yeah. right? Yeah. And, so, and, then, and then they're all in it together, and then somebody's got to die somehow. Maybe. Well, how uh, about- That's what I was thinking anyways, but I could be totally wrong. Bobby becomes aware of the kidnapping. He feels mm. terrible. That's the good. cops catch all of them, all three of them. So now, Bobby's like really upset with Steve Buscemi, and now we're in we're, now we're in the clink. Now we got we got clink problems. <laughs> I was gonna say something that All right. this could this might be too ridiculous for this movie. The cops really the cops show up. All three: <laughs> Moynihan, Buscemi, Winkler. <laughs> All three are wearing leather jackets. The All cop the pulls out a gun and he's like, "Hands up!" And they're like, "Which one's the real one?" And he can't. He's got to like pick one to shoot. He shoots the. He shoots the wrong. He shoots Winkler and then he shoots Buscemi. Like, they, they, and then it becomes like a, a free for all. Like somehow, like okay, I'm ramping this movie into overdrive. So they're like in Winkler's it like, jump the mansion. Shark. And so they're like in the kitchen. Yes, Winkler it does. It Winkler, has to jump like, the shark. Yeah, Winkler. <laughs> All of a sudden, <laughs> yes, runs. Perfect. He's got to literally jump a shark. Yeah, Winkler, yeah, I love this. Winkler runs with the speed of somebody like half his age, and is like flips over the countertop, grabs some knives. Like if it turns into an action sequence, and then it's sort of like Winkler, uh, cops. Buscemi. <laughs> I keep running this gamut like it's gonna impress people. Moynihan. <laughs> I'm into it. Um, I'm not. I'm not against it. Yeah. Um. And then you know, uh, there's some bloodshed. And then I like I like that though that he doesn't need a caretaker in the end because now, although it's a real it's a real bittersweet thing where it's like he's learned how to live by cheating out other people, and being a grifter, right? He's learned about the real world. He's learned about okay. Yes, that's the right. angle. He was learned right. about the real world. He can yeah. right the, exactly not, not the Full House shit on TV or the you know the fluffy stuff. Not the fluffy stuff. The fluffy Happy Days. Happy Days never full prepared house, him for this, you know. but you know. <laughs> I, Happy Day never prepared him for this. I love that. I, that's that's, that's almost like tagline. That's a, a tagline. Yeah, that's a, that's a line. Yeah. That's like almost a lethal weapony thing where like he's bleeding out and he's next to Buscemi and they're like both bleeding and he's Happy like Happy Day never, never prepared this, this and they all like they have a good laugh about it but then Buscemi falls and he's like oh, yeah. um, and they gotta pepper in things from the show all the time like when one of them gets shot they gotta be like yowza 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 <laughs> <laughs> or. or <laughs> Or, or like uh, so, somebody, I don't know how you do this, but like he shoots at the cop. The cop falls down onto like 
some spikes or like a knife, and <laughs> he, and he's like, and he's like, ah, sit, sit on, on it. it. Yeah. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. We gotta pepper in that stuff throughout the movie for sure. I like it. I like Gosh. it. I like it a lot. All right, and then well, okay, so maybe there's just one big musical number at the very. Oh, right. oh yeah, how? <laughs> and that's when they really jump the shark. All right, where are the songs going? Let's song spot. Oh wait, yeah, and some. some it's about jumping the shark. Yeah. yeah, there's got to be something about really jumping sharks. We were saying that the whole time, and then I was kind of like... And you're not picking up on it. Yeah. No, we have to have that. That certainly has to be part of this. That's 100% And I think accurate. that's the musical we, number. Yeah, absolutely. It's one, I mean, one of the myriad musical numbers. <laughs> but there should it should involve jumping a shark. Absolutely. Oh, Possibly yeah. their escape with Henry Winkler is going to involve jumping over a shark. That's <laughs> perfect. That's all I want. I, Good do throwback. They, do they try to jump the shark and not make it? Ooh. And they all get eaten? <laughs> so Roll far. credits. So, how many times have uh, we had them die Henry, a couple times? That's how Henry I, I, I don't know. Dies. I think they need to successfully jump a shark okay. at, at some point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they how... successfully jump the shark seems like an interesting irony. <laughs> that's how Henry Winkler can die. He doesn't jump the shark <laughs> successfully this time. <laughs> He's not as young as he used to be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He doesn't make it this time. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm just trying to think of how the hook goes. Oh, oh yeah. No so, okay, how many? <laughs> oh, we need to like song spot. There's got to be songs all over this movie, right? There's got to be the I want, like I want to meet the Fonz. That's a song. That's, that's for like sure. in his childhood bedroom. He's like on top of the bed. He's jumping. You know, like like it's a big. We get to know him. That's Playing probably air guitar. Yeah, well, it's probably the intro musical number, right? Definitely. I mean, it's definitely one of the first songs for and sure. Maybe like. We get a song, maybe like a duet with Mama, and she's like, you're not going to leave this house or something. <laughs> and, and then, then she fucking dies at the end of the song. Oh, oh, like, or like <laughs> yeah. fucking, yes. fucking mid- Over my dead body, you will oh, leave this house. Yes. That's a great time. I, I, think, exactly. I think really go against the grain, and like mid-verse, she has a heart attack and really cuts yeah. the music mm, out flat. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I um, love it. I'm down. I All right, and then he's got his I want song. Then he's going to leave and meet the Fonz, right? Is there any kind of uh, love interest? Does he fall in love hooker, with like, that, a prostitute or, or, sorry, or something? Sex worker. Sex worker. The sex worker. Sex worker. Yeah, sex uh, worker. Uh, <laughs> the sex worker has a song. I think she has a song, a solo song, even though she's not going to stick around that long, I think. Uh, a real small ballad. A small ballad about like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing or something. But I'm going to fuck him anyway and take his money. Yeah, right? yeah, that's what it'll be. It'll be real sentimental and sweet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's like a, a duet where they're Reels in different the rooms. Ooh. Maybe she's in the bathroom and you, you get that split screen and they're kind of singing, mm-hmm. singing parts that that are unrelated, but He's, go together. I definitely think <laughs> I like Buscemi's it. got at least his Buscemi's big ballad. Oh yeah, is like it can't be all ballads. We need another oh, sorry, tempo number. I, I'm not. I, you know, ballad. I don't come from music. I just I call these all ballads. Okay. Um, but uh, he's got like a, a fun number about like showing him the ropes. It's and, like, like a calypso. Oh, too, definitely. The montage. Got to have a big a big montage number for yeah. sure. I, I was just thinking about the uh, the sex worker song again. Actually, mm-hmm. it'd be really cute if she was singing about how she needs to find her Johns, and then he's singing about how. He needs to find the Fonz. Oh, oh, that warmed my heart. <laughs> That's what we're oh, going for. That is for. goddamn adorable. That was goddamn adorable. <laughs> oh, I'm a, all right. That's it, yeah. This, that's really cute. I gotta find my Johns. <laughs> I see. I see. I see the sex worker character, and this is probably because I have got Pee Wee Herman on the brain now. But like a real E.G. Daily character like like she's the one that's like Wee's girlfriend and she was the voice of tommy pickles on rugrats she's like really quirky yeah 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 yeah. 
Um, and she was on Friends as Phoebe's uh, rival. That yeah. Oh, okay. That's all yeah. you need to say. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. you should <laughs> start with the Friends reference, yeah, Eric. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, now, is there any love actually between between mm. the sex worker and the protagonist and Bobby Moynihan? I, I think, think it's, it's just kind of fleeting. They they teach mm, each other something, okay. and you know they have a great time. Like she doesn't come along. Maybe for the she ride. doesn't charge she doesn't him. Maybe she in. doesn't charge him. I think oh, she doesn't right. come along for the ride. Yeah, I think I like this. You said sure. they both learn something from each other. And at first I was like, well, what does she learn from him? He learns a little from her, but she, he can be like, teach her the like the towel of the fawns, which is like, you know, be cool. <laughs> like follow your dreams. Follow. I guess. I mean, well, that's still good guys out there. Maybe like. What you know? The world has been cold and cruel to her, but he's a, he's a pure soul. He's a diamond yeah. in the rough. So you know, there's still hope. And yeah, he, totally. Yeah. And he just I don't know teaches her that you know optimism. Hey. And then like she just starts doing that and like lets stuff roll off her back maybe. Yeah, I think there's something that she she ends up wanting to protect him somehow. I feel yes. like she gets embroiled in this too, mm-hmm. and they're all they're all in this together. I feel like as they're traveling to mm-hmm. what they don't know because because. Steve Buscemi has not told anybody right, that they're going to kidnap right, Henry right. Winkler. Yes, I, which I keep forgetting about, but yeah, that's, that's great. <laughs> maybe right. like maybe she gets left behind, but then she pops up again later. I think she could kind she of goes be looking the, like, for him. Yeah, the, the, okay. I, you know, and, and originally, like, my idea was that, like, he finds a like an unhealthy relationship mother figure just to, like, replace his old unhealthy relationship mother figure, but maybe it doesn't become that. Like, I was going to say, like, if she comes back, it would probably be to save him. Like, like, actually, like, literally save his life. Um, what if she literally saves uh, uh, his life doing some sort of, like, motherly task that he can't do himself? Hmm. But I don't know how it'll work that in. He's trying uh, to run that, away and she ties his shoes? <laughs> she ties. Maybe that's the one he thing keeps, he couldn't... He that's the one tripping. thing he couldn't figure out how to do yet. She lays his well, clothes Well, he never had him. to wear shoes while <laughs> yeah. he was in the house. That's true. He was... Not, yeah, I think that makes sense. I, that can I, be I do think yeah. there's also a version in the movie where, like, like, the whole, like, kind of visual motif of Bobby Moynihan's character is, like, He's got a leather jacket that's like doesn't fit him right. He's got he's kind of like dressed like the Fonz, like real haphazardly, but he's got these big white Velcro shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah. And Steve Buscemi gets some sneakers along the way with that, laces. Yeah, yeah, and it's a challenge during the struggle. makeover montage. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. What song? Oh yeah, oh, that's, that's a song. I was like, you could play Pretty Woman, but then I was like, no, wait, it's a musical, so you need you need your own song. Yeah, there'll be a different All makeover right. song. Mm-hmm. So how, uh, what is the end again? <laughs> Tell me the end again. <laughs> Henry oh, Winkler no dies. <laughs> um, Only Buscemi. Henry Winkler. No, they it's jump Steve Buscemi. And Steve Buscemi. Uh, th- so possibly by jumping a shark. Or not so we're just left with Bonnie, Bobby Moynihan and the sex worker. Yes. Yes. I guess so. <laughs> and then the sequel is they have to find their way home. Well, this is a franchise. <laughs> yeah, whoa. right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, definitely a franchise. No doubt about it. And they take the shark with them. Oh, <laughs> so it's a shark, a sex worker, and Bobby Moynihan, and they're gonna like start their own show. Maybe they're hoping yeah. Henry Winkler survived inside the shark, and that's a surprise later in the second movie. Definitely, Ooh. you hear it calling out to them. It yes. only speaks through the sh- the shark opens its mouth, and you hear Henry Winkler's voice oh, coming like, out hey. of the shark. I mouth. thought you were yeah. saying in the sequel, it opens with the shark's perspective on the whole oh. entire first movie. Say like Henry Winkler is just back in the second movie, and the shark is on the wall. Ooh. Or, or I mean, the, like, it, like the shark starts walking around like a human, but you realize it's just that Henry Winkler's jammed his, his fist in like one. the flippers, 
That's the one. That's what we do. That's the winner. That he's wearing the shark as a shark suit. It'll be like Tusk when he doesn't. When you think he's going to get oh, out of that yeah. walrus suit, right. and then he just lives in a zoo. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers for a movie spoilers. that came out for a couple years ago. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we have a real hit, not movie, on our we hands. Did. I think I, we did. Yeah. We, we... I know that we originally wanted to call it like M- Mama. Yeah, right. Was, yeah, we don't even know anymore. Yeah. Uh, but now I kind of like the like Fonz, Fonz and me, or like Fonz and me, or like Fonz well, and Johns. Uh, Anthony came up with one of, uh, <laughs> stealing Henry Winkler or something like that. Who stole Henry oh, yes. Winkler? Which I <laughs> yeah, yeah, who stole, who stole Henry, Henry Winkler? Winkler? I like that. I like that too. Yeah, That's really do good. that one. That way you have a name to sell it too. Yeah, that oh, hot a list name Henry yeah. Winkler, yeah. who I'm not shitting on. I love Henry Winkler. No, he's amazing. And, and, and we Barry? absolutely have to have somebody else play Henry Winkler. <laughs> Oh, the, oh, really? <laughs> the real joke in the end. <laughs> Kevin Hart. Is, oh, Kevin Hart. No! Yeah. <laughs> oh. Perfect. Kevin Hart, boo. Kevin Hart. Nailed it. Sorry. No. <laughs> That's a nailed it Kevin moment. Hart, I think, has changed as a person. I don't think he is who he once was. I think he hasn't apologized really yet. I haven't seen him apologize yet, but right. not to get into all that. Well, when he listens Jumanji to this, was a good movie. well, I don't want to fall on the wrong side of this, so I don't want. I'm not. I'm certainly not going to defend Kevin Hart too hard either. <laughs> I can't wait he till he need calls in to not movies. Support. Do you have a phone number to call oh, into or an email we address? Don't call in to let me ask you a question we... at nine two nine. Are you kidding me? <laughs> something, something, something. Are you something. kidding me? I would love that heat. I would love. <laughs> oh hell Just yeah, to find out that he listened. Oh my god. Yeah. All right, well, uh, let's wrap it up. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Um, plug Thanks your, for Plug your yeah. stuff. We love you. This has been amazing. We had a wonderful time. Thank you. We Where can we hear more of your beautiful voices talk? Hit it, EJ. Oh, well, you can head over to moot.tv. It's a website, and you can click on any of the podcast links for Let Me Ask You a Question. That's a podcast where Anthony here asks people questions it's really great um, it's very all serious the links in the show notes as well <laughs> it's very serious <laughs> i know I, I if i could I, I could just add to that i just listened to it today i don't know if that was on podcast or not earlier but i listened no. just started listening to it today and i burned through a couple and it's freaking hilarious i don't think have there been there have been a couple like fairly serious questions have you done any serious ones even if some of them turn questions. out to be serious, oh, okay. usually because like I'm in a mood, basically, because <laughs> Anthony asks the questions and I get all deep sometimes. But you, uh, they're usually not super deep. Uh, yeah. Usually pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. even the, we try. the ones that get deep are, are still fun. And I'm then sorry. we're at Lamayak Pod on all the social media if you awesome. guys are interested in catching us on Instagram, Twitter, and all that stuff. Yeah, follow um, the fuck out of us. I'll post yeah. all the links. All right. Thanks. Alrighty. Bye. All right. This has been wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. And thank you to all our listeners out there in podcast land. I just wanted to say a quick note about the song you heard in the middle of this episode. We decided to do this crossover with my other podcast, Sean and Dave Make Music. So Anthony and I wrote this song together. It's called When I Meet the Fonz, if you didn't guess that already. We collaborated on the lyrics, and then he composed the bulk of the music, piano, vocals, and MIDI drums. Then I wrote and recorded the horn lines. Dave came up with the bass part and recorded that along with the drums. And then we sent it off to our guest vocalist, Dan Pardo, to lay down the vocal melody. Dave and I also did an interview with Anthony and generated some more music that's, believe it or not, stranger than what you heard on this episode. So go check out the latest Sean and Dave Make Music to hear more of Anthony's music and hear more of our beautiful voices. (laughs) 